0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor PG Matthew. Today Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on the Second Epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled The Power of the Word of God preached April 7th, 2019. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Second Peter chapter 3 beginning with verse 5. The title is The Power of the Word of God. The Westminster Shorter Catechism asks the question question number four What is God? The answer is God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness. Justice, goodness, and truth. God alone is infinite. Try to figure that out with your mind, what infinity is all about. So, God's power is infinite in His Word. He creates out of nothing, He destroys and he saves and he also recreates by his word he addressed the rich and famous and powerful mockers in acts 26 saint paul is asking most brilliant apostle why should any of you consider it incredible believable irrational that God raises the dead which God sir God revealed in the Bible our triune God alone has infinite power to do his will he alone is sovereign transcendent and immanent Fools say there is no God. They shall be destroyed by this God of infinite power. Nobody mocks the word of God, sir, preached in this church. God will be against you when you mock the word of God. Peter says... God's word is imperishable, living and life-giving and enduring word of God. Markers shall be destroyed by God's word. Peter says, "A stone that is Jesus Christ." Isaiah 28:16 a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, the word of God. They treat the word of God with contempt. The word that comes from mother's mouth and father's mouth from pastor's mouth. With contempt, which is also what they were destined for. In other words, they are destined by God for reprobation. Psalm 74 10, 18, and 22 tells us that mockers are godless and revile the true and living god of the bible the vast majority of the people of this world worship the devil and demons first corinthians 10:20 20 through 22 as we also read in first john 5:19 listen sir we know that we are children of god Few of us, Jesus said. Few. And that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Whole world. They will experience the power of God's word in their eternal destruction. The Hebrews writer declares... How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the Spirit of Grace? For we know him who said, "It's mine to avenge. I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10:29 through31. First point, God's powerful word. Created all things ex nihilo. Second Peter 3, 5, my translation. For mockers deliberately forget the heavens and the earth existed long ago by the word of God. Mockers hate the Bible and the truth. They deny the sovereign Lord his person and work, including his work of creation, salvation, and judgment. Jesus is coming again in glory to judge. The father of these mockers is the devil, and they lie like the devil. Jesus said, you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of all lies John 8 44 The mockers deliberately forget, ignore, the verse says. Deliberately forget the first verse of the Bible. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. They hate to give God glory. They are like those who close their eyes to a traffic signal... To their own destruction, Hebrews we are told who created the world God spoke creation sprang into being in Genesis 1: three we read and God said, Let there be light and there was light in fact eight times we read in Chapter 1 of Genesis, the words God said. And in Psalm 33 verse 6 we read, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. God spoke and creation sprang into existence out of nothing. And specifically it was God the Son who created all things. So we read in John 1 verse 3, Through him that is the Son, all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. John 1 verse 10, He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. In the past God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through him, he made the universe. The Son made the universe. First Corinthians 8, 6. Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. Colossians 1.16 For by him, that is the Son, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. Mockers know the truth, yet they deliberately suppress the truth of God the creator, redeemer and judge listen in Romans 1 18 through 20 Paul tells us the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their doing wickedness Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse Such people read the Bible only to reject all miracles. Especially the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we read, listen. 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 19 for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. To the reprobate, in other words... But to us, who are being saved, it is the power of God. for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. First Corinthians two: eight none of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They were all fools. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The man without the Holy Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. For they are what, sir? Foolishness. They are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned, interpreted. The mockers are spiritually dead. That's why they don't understand the gospel. They are like creatures living in the sewer of sin. They are very active, sir. They stink. They live in sin. Paul describes their lives in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually the sewer, sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, Nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. We were in the sewers, but God took us out. By the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. Hallelujah. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the spirit of our God. Saved. Point number two. God's powerful word also destroys in second Peter three six in my translation we read and that by means of the word and by water the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished world people were very wicked totally depraved consider the following verses Genesis 6 verse 5 the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time total depravity sir of the intellect of the will and of the emotion. Jeremiah 17:9 The heart is deceitful above all things and, and desperately wicked who can understand it only God can understand it. Matthew 5.19 Jesus is saying for out of the heart come evil thoughts murder adultery sexual immorality theft false testimony slander. Romans 1.28 furthermore since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God he gave them over to a depraved means perverted a document nun, depraved twisted mind with all the phd's twisted mind with all the money twisted mind yes. god gave them over to a depraved mind for the purpose to do what ought not to be done twisted perverted mind some Two, one through four why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain the kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one let us break their chains their rule they say and throw off their fetters the one enthroned in heaven laughs and scoffs at them, scoffs at the finite grass, falling blossoms, just a breeze. God planned to destroy the wicked world of God haters with a flood which never had happened before. Noah and his family found grace and were saved. Noah built a huge ark and preached the gospel for 120 years. Yet no one outside of Noah's family was saved. The people of that time did not believe that a flood was coming to destroy the world the world appeared to be very stable they had never seen a destructive flood or any flood but the flood did come as God planned and God closed the only door to the ark in the huge ark There were animals and four men and women. After closing the door, God turned the water on from the depths of the earth and the sky above. There came suddenly a climate change. (laughs) These mockers had refused to recognize the invisible creator God had the power to destroy the world through a universal flood that lasted 150 days. All the wicked people who refused to enter the ark of salvation perished. The same is true for all who will not repent and believe in Jesus for their eternal salvation. We read in John 3:18 and 19, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict of God. Light has come into the world, especially in this church. Light has come into the world but men loved darkness, sewer life instead of light because their deeds were evil. In Genesis 7 we read the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 20 feet Everything that moved on earth perished, birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. God came in judgment with his word disturbing the stability of this earth. By a destructive, what's her? Climate change. Third point, by the same word, God will destroy the present world on the day of judgment. Second chapter 3, verse 7, And by the same word of God, the heavens and earth that now exist are reserved for fire being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. I hope that you will believe what the Bible is saying. And be saved. Everyone who does not believe in the gospel is a mocker of God. Remember Festus, the governor, spoke to King Agrippa about the apostle Paul? Let me read it to you. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected, says Festus. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. Festus believed Jesus was crucified as a criminal that's all but consider Paul's response in Acts 26, 22 through 29 listen Paul said but I have had God's help to this very day and so I stand here and testify to small and great alike I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen that the Christ would suffer, and as the first to rise from the dead would proclaim light to his own people and to the Gentiles. At this point, Festus, remember Festus, he's a governor, interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind, you are crazy. Why did he say that? Jesus rose from the dead. He said, (laughs) You are crazy, sir. You are crazy, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. You understand, sir, the gospel is foolishness to the unbelievers. I'm not insane, most excellent, Festus. Paul replied, what I am saying is true and reasonable when you believe in an infinite God. Everything is reasonable. The king is familiar with these things and I can speak freely to him. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice, King Agrippa because it was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Then Agrippa the mocker said, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? He is saying it will take a couple of years. I am a rich man. I am a king, I am famous. You cannot say, you can convert me right in this moment. Paul replied, short time, listen to the boldness of the spirit. Paul replied, short time or long, I pray God that not only you, King Agrippa, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am. That is a Christian. Accept these chains. Be saved, in other words, like I am without these chains. Festus said to Paul that he was insane. But Paul spoke to rich and powerful audience. I pray that not just you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, a Christian, a believer in Jesus. Yet, sir, listen, yet we do not read that any of these rich and powerful people repented and became Christians. They mocked the gospel, the word of God. So we read, brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. God is speaking about us. He chose us. And the things that are nothing, zeroes. Don't go around and be proud about it. God chose us, I don't know why he did it, but he did. And why did he do this? And the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. All mockers like Festus and King Agrippa will face this Jesus as their judge. He is coming again sir. Again we read in 2nd Peter 3 verse 7 And by the same word the heavens and the earth that now exist This world sir, this world It's all going to be burned up And by the same word the heavens and earth that now exist are reserved for fire being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly the rich and famous and the mockers Jesus himself said do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice oh there are people who say you know we are just like animals we just die and that's it So better to cremate and throw into the ocean. Now you will be raised up. Who doesn't want to believe in Jesus? Every mocker and ungodly will be raised up. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. And Daniel said the same thing, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. There is reserved by God a day of judgment, a day of the Lord, a day of the destruction of all markers of the Lord Jesus, the only creator, savior, destroyer, judge of the whole world. He will also destroy the present heaven and earth, not by flood, but by fire as he destroyed wicked Sodom and Gomorrah. This will happen for sure. This will happen by the infinite power of God's will and word. All mockers are ungodly and they despise all authority of God. Peter writes, if this is so, then... The Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment while continuing their punishment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority of the mother and the father and the pastor. Despise. The authority. And verse 12, second Peter chapter two, "But these men blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed, and like beasts, they too will perish. Jude writes, Listen, sir, in a similar way Sodom and Gomorrah and surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Listen, he also says Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone, to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they have done in the ungodly way and of all the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These men are grumblers, fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. But the Hebrews writer says, For our God is a consuming fire. You die and he lives. But the godly fear God and obey. The ungodly mock and blaspheme God in hell. The rich man of Luke 16 stopped mocking God. So all mockers of the triune God and his holy word may stop mocking in God's eternal hell. Paul writes... What if God choosing to show his wrath and make his power known bore with great patience the objects of wrath prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy? That's you. Whom he prepared in advance for glory. He also says this will happen... When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power. Second Thessalonians chapter one. Fourth point, sir. By his powerful word he saves the elect and recreates a sinless world. God destroyed the old world by a flood. All people perished except Noah and his family, eight people. They were saved by grace. And as we read in Second Peter two nine, the Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment while continuing their punishment. These eight people lived by obedience of faith. God saved only three people, Lot and his two daughters, when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah by fire. Do you believe in that history, sir? Or it's a myth? I believe everything the Bible says. It is the truth history. Even Lord's wife who mocked God and disobeyed his word was destroyed by fire. Without the obedience of faith no one can be saved. The vast majority of the people of this world will not be saved. Matthew 10. It will shock you. Your own family people will not believe in Jesus because they will not believe the gospel. Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, many... But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. Only few find it. Eight people, sir. Three people. Consider how small are people who are going to be saved. And you should rejoice if you believe in Jesus Christ. God from all eternity loved you and elected you to be saved. And the fifth and last point, the word is mighty to save and judge because it is, what's the point, sir? God's word. God who is infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being. Wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. God is not man. God is infinite. In Romans one sixteen, Paul declares, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes first to, for the Jew, then for the Gentiles. And the psalmist says in Psalm 19, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple, The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and righteous altogether. They are more precious than gold. Than much pure gold, they are sweeter than honey. Than the honey of the comb, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Peter says, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The word of God never had its origin in the will of small man. But men spoke from God under the Holy Spirit's complete control. We are talking about the inspiration of the scriptures, sir. God was the primary author, secondary authors were the prophets and apostles. They wrote down what God willed them to write. So what they wrote was the very word of God, infallible, inner and... As we read in the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 1 of the Holy Scriptures. I urge you to read it. It is God's word. God's authority rests in that word. Yes. Paul says, All Scripture is God-breathed is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Consider the following. All Scripture is God-spoken, meaning what's God's God's word. Number two, and so profitable to God's people. Profitable Bible. That's why we read every day the Bible. Those who don't like to read, they leave this church to go someplace else to sin. They hate the scripture. They hate it. Profitable To God's people for teaching eternal truths about everything. God, angels, man, sin, salvation, judgment. The universe, heaven, hell. The person and work of Jesus Christ. Miracles, the devil and demons. And the fall of man. For reproof. Errors in belief and behavior. For correction. Jesus found... Peter, who denied him three times, and he corrected him. Do you love me more than these? And Jesus said, I know you love me. You are going to be crucified for the faith. And he was crucified, sir. And training in righteousness... That is obeying the will of God. When I preach to you the word of God, you are to hear and do it. Isn't that true, sir? Yes. It is called training in righteousness. Ephesians 2.10 We are told children honor your parents. Isn't that true? Who is saying that, sir? God. Infinite God saying to you. That means to obey. The father's you are to first teach the word of God and second, provide for the family and so on. Pastors, you are to preach the word of God and so on. Ephesians 2.10 We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Training in righteousness. Second Timothy two twenty two, free the evil desires of youth, pursue righteousness. Training in righteousness. First Timothy six eleven, but you man of God, free from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness, training in righteousness. Uh, we talk about party training, isn't that true? We don't want a mess in the house, so we train the kid. To do what is right in the right place, drivers' training, bicycle riding training. Titus 2:11 through 14, for the grace of God that brings salvation appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to unrighteousness, ungodliness, and worldly passions, and to live a self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do good works. Training in righteousness. Ephesians 4.28 He who has been stealing, steal no longer, but must work. Doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those who are in need. Training in righteousness. Before he stole. Now he radically changed. He gives. To people in need. Proof of salvation consists in good works, fruit bearing, hear and do God's will. Dr. James Boyce says that separating justification from sanctification is the prevailing teaching among evangelicals, meaning, in most churches. Believe in Jesus and sin is what is taught. I say that such teaching is destructive heresy because it is not training in righteousness. It is antinomianism. A heresy that we read about in Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter kingdom of heaven, but only... He who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform miracles? Then I will say plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. What's my translation? Go to hell. hell. You don't believe in hell? God created hell, sir, for everyone who doesn't believe in hell. This is the conclusion, sir. Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Have you confessed by the Holy Spirit the Christian confession? Jesus is my Lord And therefore I am his born slave. Therefore I hear and do his will by the power of the Holy Spirit as revealed in the word of God. If this is true, rejoice. You are God's elect, saved and blessed forever. Of you, Paul writes, what if God did this to make the riches of his glory Known to the objects of his mercy. Prepared in advance for glory. We have nothing to worry about in life. Because God is with us. Listen. God is in us. God is around us as a wall of fire. God is for us. And we are in God. But if you are a mocker... Stop mocking right now, at this moment. Repent and trust in Jesus and he will save you forever right now. Be a child in God's family and an heir of God. Be a citizen of God's kingdom. Be a vital member of his holy church to hear the word preached that you may grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and be eternally blessed. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to profit from this word preached. Help anyone who is not a believer in Jesus. Lord, may your Holy Spirit work in such a person and be saved. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Save us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.